Hey everybody, welcome back to Going for Two with Jack Taylor. My name is Jack Taylor. My name's Hunter too. And this is Going for Two with Jack Taylor. This is a first, uh, a very first for us here at Going for Two. This is the first time we're ever recording with two of us in the same, same or two of us in different places. So uh, as you can see, hope- it's already starting off nice. Yeah, yeah. Hunter's not here to slap me for uh, messing up on a take here. But um, no, but so please bear with us throughout the beginning of this season as we kind of get used to this. And yeah, I'm in Starkville. Hunter's in Laurel. And uh, it's just like season one again. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough. It's going to be tough. But uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Tuning back in here for season four of Going for Two, which is crazy to say. Uh, I can't believe we've been doing this for, for two seasons of football and now two seasons of baseball. So um, I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, yeah. Really looking forward to it. So, um, um, yeah. What you got? Kind of forgot how to do a podcast. So yeah. I think what I used to do was kind of explain what we're going to do. Um, so we'll go over the team, uh, we'll go over a little bit of the SEC, uh, we'll go over the games this weekend, uh, look at the SEC again, do our series prediction, and then, as always, you know, it's our favorite segment, Instagram questions. Instagram questions, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're really looking forward to that. Uh, I usually kind of start off with some sort of um, some sort of gimmick. You know, last year we were glad the stuff the, never left. The movie reviews, and we were doing some advice, and uh, you know, maybe some others along the way. We don't really have an idea for what I want to do this season, so that will be up to the fans. That will be up to the listeners here. Uh, please send in suggestions on Instagram for how we can start out every single episode in a fun way. Um, we really, really need y'all's help on that one. So. Nice. Okay, so I guess let's just go ahead and get into it. Um, yeah. What do we want to go over yeah. first? Uh, I have the projected standings from D1 Baseball pulled up if we want to start with that. Okay, that surely won't make us mad. Um, no. Absolutely not. So coming off of a, a national championship season, surely we are the best team coming into the uh, coming into the season here in the SEC. Um, is that what D1 Baseball thinks? Um, no, um, okay. it, it appears that no one thinks that, um, but I mean, we're lucky. We love being underdogs, right? Yeah, yeah. This historic baseball on... school being underdogs, mm-hmm. especially now, um, of all times. Uh, I know that, uh, I think we're a consensus, like top nine team between all 50 of the, uh, stupid baseball magazines <laughs> that have polls that matter. And Instagram pages. Uh, yeah, yeah. Can't forget those. Uh, so I think we're like as high as top three and then as low as nine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's, it's, we're, we are getting respect, but Arkansas, uh, rightfully so, is, is still projected to be the number one team in the SEC. They had a great year last year and they're returning a lot on offense, especially. Um, pitching, I'm sure, is going to be up there, you know, like it did always lose their Friday them. night starter, though. Yeah, and they did lose cops, too. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, that's important, uh, but I mean Robert Moore and Jalen Battles, Brady Slavens. I mean, we, that didn't there's feel. just a, yeah, that, there's just a lot of names on there, a lot of home runs that that are still on the team. A lot so, of guys. Yeah, I mean, that's the team I look at and just say that's a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. D1 baseball has them going 22 and eight in the conference, and then second in the SEC West is Mississippi State at 20 and 10, which yeah. that seems like a very Mississippi State season. Yeah, I mean, get a, get some sweeps um, when you really like, against the, the 
inferior opponents except for Missouri mm-hmm. and then um, get swept by an Arkansas or um, anybody but Ole Miss really mm-hmm. um, just kind of randomly so yeah and then speaking of Ole Miss uh, third in the SEC West uh, Ole Miss coming in at 18 and 12 yeah and uh, um, Ole Miss bringing back uh, their entire offense um, yeah. but none of the pitching so mm-hmm. See how that one goes. Um, yeah, and look at, looking forward to Ole Miss. So we play them in a three-game series in Oxford, and then I think the very next game that we play is on a Tuesday or Wednesday night in Pearl for mm-hmm. the Governor's Cup. So that's finally returning to the schedule, finally get to play that again. I think it's the first time in three years. And so we get, up, we get four games in a row against Ole Miss. So that'll really that'll be a fun, fun time, and I really hope that, you know, it doesn't just split. I hope one of us, like, wins that i mean it's always fun when you know you have bragging rights against them but um mm-hmm. you know maybe yeah. it's old mrs turn this time but their offense is crazy and and that's yeah, kind of a really trend does. with the sec everyone's really offensive like i think we both think mississippi state has like a has the possibility to have like a really good offense this season and we could easily yeah. be the fifth sixth best offense in the sec and still be a good offense yeah honestly um i i, I heard some quotes like pretty recently i think by brad cumbus maybe he's like we never really played our best baseball last year and i mean i i feel like that's true like in the regular season me and you especially we're like mm-hmm. this team still can do so much more than we're doing right now yeah and we were because we played two innings a game yeah yeah and um, so i feel like if we could just put that together kind of like we did in the last two games of the year and i know they're not always going to be you know 13 to 1 and 13 to 2 9 to nothing games you know um especially in the grind of an SEC year. But, I mean, I really feel like if we can get, you know, some big innings, like putting runs up in the first inning like we were in Omaha, like it's it could be a really, really fun year. Yeah, uh, for Especially sure. with all the experience that we're, that's coming back. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, next up on the list, uh, LSU. Um, yeah, they slept, really... walked into a super regional last year. Yeah, and, and uh, it's the first year without Maneri. Uh, but they they kind of failed upwards a little bit and got mm-hmm. uh, what's Arizona's his name? From head coach from Arizona, yeah, yeah Arizona's head coach and their best player. Yeah, so a lot of transfers coming into LSU to go along with a like you said a roster that really just did sleepwalk into a super regional, which mm-hmm. obviously doesn't. Yeah, really lost their all two that best often. pitchers and still made it. Yeah, so um, that's, they still that's have the coolest first baseman in college baseball. Like, yeah. Like, don't you want your most athletic guy playing first? I mean, that's what that's what the Atlanta Braves do. So, what are you um, talking about? He's he's not gonna be on the All team anymore. Stop it! They don't have to know that. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure he loves the the Yankees culture. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. so. Mm-hmm. Probably Money. loves his house in Los Angeles. <laughs> um, a team that I I think could be very similar to LSU coming in. They didn't have the success that LSU did last year, but A and M. A new coach this year and uh, a lot of transfers just like LSU got. And so uh, A&M kind of been uh, in a valley the past couple of years, you know, kind of been overshadowed by the, the, the big names in the SEC West. But they could make a name. You know, TCU's coach is not, I mean, he no stranger to success. And I really do think uh, A&M is a, is a good baseball culture. But Where did they uh, hire their just, coach from? Uh, TCU. Okay. Is it Schlossnagel? Shots and angle, yeah. yeah cool. I, did, I didn't want to be the first one to say it, but yeah, cool. I think that's right. Cool. I was thinking that the whole time. And and you know who they did get as a transfer? Our guy, Xavier Lovett. Xavier Lovett. 
<laughs> I, I'm really excited to see him get a chance because, I mean, with last year, I mean, it, it, it would be easy to get overshadowed by the pitching that we threw out there. Like, yeah. So I'm and excited you, to see Xavier Lovett go out there. He's always yeah, looked I mean, great in boring maroon uniforms. And if he could get some control, like the dude throws 100 miles an hour. Yeah. Like, he, it's kind of like a Sarantola. He was guy, here for like, a reason. A different frame, but I mean, anybody that throws 100 miles an hour, like if you can just figure it out at some level, you are going to to make a lot of money. And um, so, but the, the uh, SEC West is going to be closed out by the two schools from Alabama. Auburn projected to go 10 and 20, and then Alabama at 12 and 17. So not really any high hopes for um, uh, th- those two schools. But I'm sure you know they're they're nothing to look over um there's just like i said there's a lot of really good teams in the sec west mm-hmm. uh it's not going to be easy if you don't have a super talented roster like those yeah. two schools um so you want to move into the east and, and go over that real quick yeah um so number one the east any guesses mm, maybe missouri nope <laughs> oh it's that <laughs> other black and gold school yeah there you go so vanderbilt obviously is going to be I, I think you can confidently say they're going to be number one in the East. Yeah. Yeah. Surely. And, then, um, I mean. They have I mean, them they, they coming are, in they, 19 and 10, which I, yeah. I don't exactly know what happened to that one game. Oh, I, no, now I see Bama is projected 12 and 17. So they're just projecting they that there's a, a lightning delay. They have like a two-game series against Bama? Surely not. <laughs> That'd be very fandy. I'm going to look at that real quick. You talk. <laughs> okay. Um, so Vanderbilt, I mean, obviously the glaring hole in their their team right now is starting pitching. But let me just tell you, just because they're losing Kumar and Jack Leiter does not mean that they are going to be struggling for starting pitching. Uh, Vanderbilt recruits starting, pitching, starting pitchers from the time that they're like 12 years old. So I'm pretty sure they've got a long list of guys. Yeah. Uh, Christian Little that, is good. Like, we know this. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we saw him in Omaha and like – I think we, we, we touched him up a little bit, but an off season and uh, a whole another season. Wasn't he seventeen? Like yeah, he was he, he was a he, baby. He was a child. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's he's gonna be really really good. And um, I don't really understand the whole situation with Kumar uh, and not going, not signing with the Mets. But um, it was like a little rumor. Physical. Yeah, there was a little rumor there that he was coming back for another year at Vanderbilt. I would have not hated true. that. Not true, so we don't have to worry about that. But uh, don't don't worry; they're 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 not going to be struggling for starting pitching. Um, the next team is the team that just seems to always be here, um, always around the top of the SEC and the SEC East, especially. We got Florida, um, Kevin O'Sullivan, and and the Gators, and that fun stadium that they have, and the no no fans to fill it up. Um, Jeez, <laughs> I mean. It's They're going to so win weird. the fun stadium national championship. The see-through mm-hmm. walls in the outfield national champions. And, and palm trees. Mm-hmm. And, and so, an ugly road behind it. <laughs> and just no grills in the outfield. Um, and, and no Dan Mullen uh, on, on campus. <laughs> man. Yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know much about Florida. Um I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure they're going to be they're going to be good. They're projected here at 17 and 13, so um, I'm I'm sure we we uh, we're going to play them. I'm pretty sure we play them like May 6th, May 7th, May 8th. 
Yeah, and fun thing about that series, it's going to be in Starkville, and the Atlanta Braves are uh, sending the Commissioner's Trophy, the World Series Trophy. That piece of metal? Yeah, to Starkville. Um, So that'll be your chance to take a picture with the National Championship Trophy and World Series Trophy if you're a Braves and a Mississippi State fan. But I'm sure there aren't many of those. No, Um, no, not at all. So uh, the next team that's brought up, it's actually Georgia. I don't know. Their record is projected to be... Not very good, but they're the next team that shows up here. So that's weird. Uh, Georgia, <laughs> thirteen and seventeen, and that is actually the first SEC series that we will play. We're going to go to Athens and play at Georgia. So uh, we'll find out pretty early on if if Georgia's for real or not. But um, that's that's who's who's projected there at third. But then Tennessee comes in right behind them with a better projected record. Um, a and fifty they, win season. <laughs> yeah, fifty win season, twenty wins in the SEC. Uh, so I'm not really sure what that was all about, but um, Tennessee just hits a lot of home runs, and mm-hmm. they lost their best pitcher from last year, but they are building a culture there. Um, is it Vitello? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, uh, Vitello turned down a lot of big jobs uh, over the uh, at the end of the last season. LSU, A and M, um, and I'm 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 sure there are more, but uh, he. He seems like he's there to stay. He's there to build a program, and Tennessee kind of came out of nowhere and uh, made it to Omaha last year, which mm-hmm. was crazy. So, did they do anything there? Uh, they they had those pretty cool. They had like one pretty cool video. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you can hit home runs in Omaha unless you're. It's, they had the Clark. Peyton Manning thing. Get it? Because mm-hmm. Peyton Manning said Omaha. Yeah, I'm sure that was. <laughs> this is comedy, was, everyone. Sure comedy. Posted several times. Yeah. Um, then to round out the uh, SEC East, we've got South Carolina at sixteen and fourteen. I think they're better than that. I really do think so. It, college baseball seems to be a lot more fun when South Carolina's good, and they've they've kind of been out of it here for the last maybe five years or so. But um, they they were a good team last year. Mm-hmm. We struggled Felt like them. a good team when they played us. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of had that weird. Um, Felt they were the weird exception to the big COVID rule where only the sixteen like selected. Host, you tell me can, they hosted can, a regional <laughs> no they hosted like a a super regional and <laughs> like virginia beat old dominion in south carolina's super regional so um i don't understand that one um but yeah hang the bed hopefully hopefully that <laughs> hosted a super regional you didn't even play in it um no but hopefully all that will be over and done with um, and then to round it out, like I said, the SEC East is Kentucky at 12 and 18 and Missouri at 8 and 22. You can only assume that three of those eight wins are against Mississippi State. Mm. Um, I mean, that's math does this not is how lie. We, this is how we are. Um, but so that's that's an overview of the SEC. Um, again, I mean, there's a lot of beast on top. I think, honestly, we could finish first in the sec we could finish seventh in the sec and still go exactly where we want to be mm-hmm. um so i mean finish anywhere in that 18 and 12 to 25 and 5 you know any anywhere in that like seven game stretch you're you're golden like you're going to be hosting probably potentially a super regional probably definitely a regional and um yeah it's it's going to be another fun year Mississippi yeah. is going to be really good um so from that there uh are nine projected regional teams, Arkansas, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, LSU, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and South Carolina. Yeah. So, so that's fun. Um, and then just some projected uh, 
performers of the year right here. If we get player of the year, Dylan Cruz uh, out of LSU, pitcher of the year. Um, listen to this. Landon Sims, starting right-handed pitcher from Mississippi State. Um, so a little little spoiler alert there if you hadn't heard that. And then freshman of the year, uh, apparently there's a dog named Peyton Stovall. Uh, it's first baseman at Arkansas. So um, probably probably not the last time you're going to hear that name if, if my sources are correct. Yes. I wonder what Christian but, uh, Franklin's up to, owning Mississippi. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what does the owner of Mississippi do during the off season? Um, I guess hmm. he actually owns a national championship now. I guess he does. At least he runs it. He owns a women's I've, golf. I haven't national thought about that man since they lost in the super regional. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. That's where that's where you can get. get they won the winning in Mississippi national championship, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess I mean being the owner of Mississippi, he has a baseball and a women's golf national championship, which both are equal in my eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, just that's pretty awesome. got to respect both of them. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> all right, you go all ahead. Right. Okay. I was just going to, like, we're going to move into, like, just an overview about our team. I mean, I know that's probably what you're all here for. We started out with the SEC. That's just kind of an overview, but now we're getting into the real important stuff. So, um, what's our pitching going to be looking like this, this okay, year? Okay. So, they announced our starting lineup, uh, well, our starting rotation. It's Sims, Casey Hunt, and Cade Smith. Yeah. And me and you are the biggest Cade Smith fans in the world, probably mm-hmm. outside of um, the Smith family. Uh, and his and his his mom and dad, um, he it's kind of kind of a bold move. He took the number fifteen the year after Jake Mangum um, left, and there's a lot to live up to with the number. Some 15 would say he's the only State. number fifteen in Mississippi State history with a national championship. Some would say he's the only number fifteen in Mississippi State history. They'd be wrong, but some might <laughs> rank say these that. number fifteens. <laughs> there's only Kate one. Smith and Dak Prescott. Um, uh, so yeah, Landon Sims, that's the biggest story that we've, I mean, it's the worst kept secret in all of America. Um, like I, starting in like July of last year, like a month after people were like, there's rumors that Sims might be the starter like next year just to maybe make him more money. He used to be a starter in high school. Um, he's got the, I mean, he's got the stamina to do it, whatever. Um, but he's got to put some other pitches together. And apparently he did that and more like he is, He's gonna be the best Friday night starter in the SEC for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that now. I mean, he's already projected to be the pitcher of the year. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and I looked at like the top 150 like impact players. Uh, uh no, it was the top 100 pitchers. He's right up there, top of the nation. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so before we get into Casey Hunt and Kate Smith, I kind of wanted the because I think we know with our pitching staff that we're gonna like team up some pitching uh some like relief with uh our pitchers early in the season and then kind of yeah. like let them go later um who do you think we put with sims because we're um, gonna limit them to like 80 yeah um I mean, yeah like 75 80 pitches something like that and then so that'll probably take him into the i mean he's a strikeout guy so his his pitches are gonna get up there i think um maybe the fifth inning uh, you could like do Brandon Smith with him. Yeah, Brandon Smith. Um, I think Preston would. Preston would be more of a Sunday guy. Like I, th- I think Preston's to too in. much like him too. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you're you're gonna want Preston to come in and be able to eat a lot of innings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you're not you're not wanting Preston to come in there and bridge to somebody else. You know, Cade uh, Preston might be paired with Cade Smith. I mean, if Cade, I mean, he's a young guy, he might not be able to make it too far into a game um, every now and then, kind of like Fristo was last year. And so you kind of want somebody to come in behind him, able to eat innings, and um, you know maybe a lot like Hootie was. Yeah, uh, just. You know, maybe give up a big hit here and there, but honestly, you're just going to come in and get the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, some, that's a good question, though. Yeah, I was kind of thinking maybe Mikey Tepper, Brendan Smith, mm-hmm. um, and then Casey Hunt was all see like all off season supposed to be like, yeah, he's our closer next year. Um, yeah, he obviously isn't. Uh, he's starting on Saturdays now. Yeah. And then, he, um, but what are the names that you're hearing for the closer spot now that it's? I mean, it seems to be a open door. Um. It wasn't Cam Teller. It seemed like it was Mikey Tepper, like, would be the other option. I guess Parker Stinnett would also make sense. Yeah, the name I saw, I I heard early on, but haven't heard it recently, but Andrew Walling is the transfer from, Mm -hmm. is it, he didn't come from Oregon State? uh, Yeah, he went Juco after Oregon State, and then now he's here. He got his velo back up, he doesn't have his control yet, and I think that's why he's not in the lineup right now. Okay, gotcha. Would would be my guess. him and Parker Stinnett probably very similar. Like Parker, Parker struggled with that last year. Like mm-hmm. he had a lot of velo, ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, no one hit him except for that one guy from Texas in the rain, that fraudulent at bat. Didn't count in my. Didn't eyes. count. Um, it was raining. Mm-hmm. Couldn't see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had to listen <laughs> to that on in Spanish. So, um. <laughs> um, one name that is left out of our rotation that I think we both expect to see see is jackson fristo um yeah we do have some tougher midweeks coming up like in like two or three weeks we have two games against texas tech in a midweek so we could be like saving fristo for that just let him do the midweeks for a little bit get his confidence up and honestly we could be doing that with walding as well just kind of preparing for those two games which i mean i know you're not supposed to look forward to stuff like that but if you look at our schedule, it kind of makes sense too. Yeah, and Fristo, I know like there's a report in the offseason that his velo is down a little bit from last year. I'm uh, not really sure like what oh, goes he into found that. location. Did yeah. he really? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Um, um, he he only had well, he had five walks, but well, I, mean, I mean compared to like Andrew Walling with ten. Yeah, he Preston came in last year. And had a really hot start, but I don't know if it was just fatigue or maybe scouting reports started coming out about him. But he just kind of lost lost mm-hmm. his edge last year. He didn't. I don't even think he came in at all in Omaha. Maybe if maybe for an inning. I or think so. he did come in game in one the game Bandy. one Bandy. Okay, gotcha. Um, but that being said, I, I still, still think Fristo has a lot in the tank. I think he he's a really really good pitcher. Big Fristo um, fan. Yeah, and who knows? Like by the time SEC play comes around in about four weeks, you know he could find a spot in the rotation. You know, Cade Smith had a really good year last year and a few appearances, but again, that could be another thing. Like he's a young guy that doesn't have scouting reports on him yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so me and you are big fans of him, but you know it it still might not work out. And I think we have depth to to handle any of those situations. So pairing with uh, Casey Hunt, uh, now we're kind of going back to that. Um, I was thinking like Stone Simmons. Uh, we seem to trust him a lot last year, so Lamona's yeah. uh, seems to see something in him. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Stone I've, Stone's good. Um, he always big, got out of the situations. Yeah, um, 
and that's that's more than you can say about about a few guys on the team. You know, um, he can get into situations. I remember him and Parker Stennett especially like could get in there, load the bases, and then I mean, obviously you sweated a little bit, but even in like a super regional, like in a big time moment, they're they're able to get out of it. So mm-hmm. I, I trust Stone Simmons, especially with another year of experience, and um, I really I really just hope that works out. Yeah, I'm um, excited for our pitching this year. Yeah, I, I really am too. And now we're about to move into like our what our projected lineup is going to be. Obviously, me and you have no, I mean, we have no say. Obviously, what if the we had say in lineups and starting rotations, Carlisle Kessler would have been our Sunday starter last year for no reason. <laughs> it wasn't uh, a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, uh, go get through, go get through two innings. Yeah. And just bridge to Landon. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to tweet. Better get Landon up once we get before the one. game starts. Better get. <laughs> we go. I'm gonna tweet it at 12 a.m. We score. We score a run in the top of the first inning at our first away game in, on a Friday night. Better get Landon up. He's he's warm. Like he's he's about to go onto the field. But if you score ten runs and then you get unwarm and then you. Like walk three guys in a row. Okay, Fristo. Um, <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't nice. Okay. Okay. All right. Before we get into this lineup, I want to ask. And I know this is a dumb question. Okay. Well, actually, actually, I'm gonna reword. So, besides Tanner Allen and Rowdy, what who is somebody on this team, pitcher, um, hitter, defensive player, whatever? What is one? Who's one player that we're gonna miss more than anybody on this team? So besides counting, TA and Rowdy, because it's the are honest. we counting pitchers? Yes. Well, that's kind of easy. Yeah. Besides, uh, can, can we exclude Will Rowdy Bittner? and Will Bittner? Yeah. Uh, Scotty Devereux or Hootie? Okay. Yeah, I, I think those are the two most reasonable answers. Uh, I was gonna say Christian. Mc- mm-hmm. Nope. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of forgot about Will Bedner when I asked that question. Yeah, I was but, like, yeah, Jack, I, you missed the best one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I I think it's got to be Scotty DeBrule. I mean, Scotty just like started veteran, off everything last year. Yeah, veteran approach. I mean, you can watch any highlight of, like, our big games. Especially, Game I, one especially think, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I especially think of the, the Virginia game in um, – in Omaha, mm-hmm. I know that Kellum Clark no hitter into home. eight. <laughs> yeah, Kellum Clark hit a a two run home run to like break up the no hitter. The guy that was on first base was Scotty DeBrule because he had just mm-hmm. forced a walk. Uh, and then later in the inning, he I think gets a gets a base hit to like knock in a run that we ended up needing, even though it didn't seem like we were going to need it at the time. So I mean, he he really was like a behind the scenes, like, just a catalyst in a lot of our offense last year and. Um, I hope R.J. Yeager is able to do that and do it with a little bit more power, too. But uh, mm-hmm. I think we're going to just miss out on a little bit of that approach. Over-under on one home run. Um, I think I'm going <laughs> to hammer the over on that one. <laughs> Scotty is trembling right now. Okay. Um, so, I guess, with that being said, um, we think R.J. Yeager is going to be starting at second base. Yeah. And uh, Mercer uh, transfer hopefully... hit like 13 home runs last year. Uh, had a yeah. great career there. So yeah, mm-hmm. and so he'll be our uh, in our in our minds. He's our leadoff hitter. Um, Ran well. I can, yeah, and I can just see the Jaeger bomb tweet already. Mm-hmm. Um, 
yeah, I mean, that's just, that just writes itself. So um, next up is actually a familiar face, um, one of about seven familiar faces that you'll hear in this lineup because um, you can hear faces. Uh, Cam James at uh, second, or uh, second in the lineup, third base, though. We're so good at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you sure you don't want him at shortstop? I- I'm certain. Mm-hmm. Okay. The last time we saw a ball hit to third base, it was pretty fun. Um, and he was the one who fielded it. So he was safe, by the way. He was safe, but don't bunt down nine nothing. Uh, for sure, for sure. Two outs in the ninth inning. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Cameron James also runs well, has a great bat. A little frustrating, but hopefully he's kind of he'll grow out of that this year. Yeah, I mean, he's he's he's. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later. I'm sure we will. But he's one of the guys me and Hunter just mentioned as like somebody who could easily hit 15 home runs mm-hmm. this, next, this upcoming yeah. year. Easily. Um, just has a lot of power. And um, we'll talk about the other guys that we that we think uh, could do that here when we get to them. So who's going to be batting third for us? In your um, this one's a little weird, but we have our DH, Matt Corder. Um, mm-hmm. He's from Heinz Community College. Yeah. Um, listed as infield, outfield, right-hand pitcher. Mm-hmm. So a if, bit if you're counting at home, um, th- that's that's all but one. <laughs> so yeah, um, he's just not a catcher. Yeah, in his career at Heinz, he hit 458, three home <laughs> runs, 27 RBIs, uh, and had 17 stolen bases. Yeah. Uh, so mean... seems like an athletic freak. Um, only reason he's here is because he turned down MLB money. So yeah. yeah, he seems I mean, pretty good. Guy, I, I really wasn't wasn't sure about his number of home runs there, but I mean he's he's a kind of guy that could really hit anywhere in the lineup. I guess probably gonna find himself in a one through three spot. Um, just depends on if he can run or not. Um, so I could I could easily see him and Cam getting switched uh, two and three, but I really I mean they're both right-handed hitters, so I mean you wouldn't be playing matchup with that. It's just just really about who fits best. Yeah, where. And then uh, hitting the four spot, like I said, here's another familiar face, and here's going to be Luke Hancock. Uh, he's going to be our first baseman starting off the year, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I have heard that he's going to get a lot more reps at catcher, um, and I don't know if that's maybe just to give Lotan more breaks or uh, if that's you know just proving to the MLB that yeah. Luke Hancock like actually does have a position that he's really good at, but he's just not the best one on the team. Um, because that's what he came here for, and he mm-hmm. he learned how to play first base and was playing it at an incredible level at the yeah. end of last year. After um, that, after that Ole Miss game, and then they charted Hatcher back out there, and then yeah. came back. Mm-hmm. He was great. Yeah, and uh, you know we saw in midweeks last year where he would play catcher and Lotan would play first base or Lotan would DH or something. Um, so I'm sure we'll see a lot more of that this year when we're not playing like a. A decent team uh, for a midweek, but uh, I don't know. I mean, just I've, I've just heard a little bit more about Luke Hancock playing catcher this year, so I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what what role he does in that. And then uh, as we've we've just talked about him, Logan Tanner. I think he's going to be batting fifth, uh, obviously behind the plate, and he is getting all American votes out the out the wazoo. Best catcher in baseball. Yeah, and catchers are are usually in the top five, top ten picks um, of the draft. So I really expect him to be a high first round pick. Um, and 
Yeah, I mean it's Logan Tanner. He's he's another one of the guys that's probably going to hit 15 home runs this year. He did mm-hmm. he did it last year, and it took him three weeks to get his first one. So if he can start out a little bit faster this year, I mean he could push 20, I'm sure. And uh, man, it's just it's going to be yeah. a lot of fun. He, he's be, he's a highlight reel. Teams. Yeah, you usually and, don't see a catcher that's a highlight reel. He is, and it's like it doesn't even have to be like his his plays that he makes like. It could be his bat flips, his celebrations, anything. His his waves goodbye, his kisses to the dugout, and then you can start like adding. And then his, his dugout his, celebrations too. Yeah, like, I mean, rocking the baby and all this stuff, and I mean, and then you can, and then you can start showing like his throws down to second base and home runs. Throws around people from the knees, mm-hmm. getting yeah. a guy by five yards, <laughs> and then the guy still looks at the umpire and is like, oh, I was safe. I was safe. <laughs> um, like you're not <laughs> stop. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy having the best catcher in the state of Mississippi, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Batting sixth is one of the twin towers, I guess is what they're being called. Uh, Brad Cumbest, who somehow hit 306 last year is that what you said that's what d1 baseball said i'm starting to think that that is not true um yeah. but I don't maybe he hit 306 up. in his last at bat um <laughs> well, i'm gonna look that up real quick you keep talking okay so, so brad Cummins. casting yeah yeah uh so brad Cummins. Um, he did hit 306 I, oh my gosh 306 very quietly i know he didn't play he wasn't like an everyday player um Early on in the season, he kind of became that as we got down I think the stretch. Thirty-three and, games started. <laughs> yeah, I mean, thirty-three out of the like sixty-five, I guess. I mean, that's. I mean, he played half the year, and um, so three oh six, and that's that's pretty impressive. How many mm-hmm. home runs did he have? Um, five. Is there any way? Five. Yeah, five. Uh, so I mean, it, just just doing simple math here. If you double the amount of games that he starts, probably going to end up doubling his at bats and doubling his home runs. Um, and this is the first not, time he's had an off season with baseball. So yeah. normally with Brad, um, we have to deal with a thing where in the first part of the season he looks lost when a slider is thrown at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so and we, we'll probably still have to deal with that. But yeah, yeah, just uh, maybe less. Yeah, so make be, contact, a foul, foul it off. Yeah, and that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is a, the weird part of our lineup is the six, seven, eight, and it's because our entire outfield is hitting. Um, we have Brad followed by Brayland, um, who has seemingly picked it up on in the average uh, game. Like uh, he, he seems to be doing really well. He's in the hitting two seventy three in the fall and spring. Yeah, and that's that's compared to what, like probably two twenty in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he seems to be picking it up really well, and we don't really have a bad pitching staff, so hitting that off of our pitching staff is really, really good. Uh, and then that's obviously followed by the other Twin Tower. That's Kellum Clark, who I have him here just because he's batting 0 8 7, uh, in mm-hmm. the fall and spring. And I really don't really know how to put that, but a lot of players have bad off-seasons and mm-hmm. just turn it up. And Kellum Clark, I'm not really saying anything about his work ethic, but seems like a guy that could just, like, not give a crap about baseball for a while and then just turn it on. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm not saying he's going to come in and hit 20 home runs this year, but by the end, you of the are year saying he's going to come in and hit 15 though. Yeah. I think he <laughs> easily could. I think he might have 15 hits all year and all of them are home runs. Um, it's a bold, but bold, no, I mean, but by the end of the year last year, I mean, he was hitting just like striping doubles off the wall in Omaha. He hit, he hit two five home runs, home runs last year. Yeah. And he, 
struck out a lot. Yeah. So like, um, he was. He, I mean, he he. We were vouching well for like him a, to go in, and like then he went in. He had the really good. I think he had like a double or something his first mm-hmm. AB, and then yeah, and then it yeah. was it was not fun. But yeah, and uh, um, all that all that was getting him ready for the postseason. Yeah. So I'm really, really excited for Kellen Clark to be the MVP of this team and the um, in all, first team All American, and just really shut me up. But, um, but I mean, I really do have faith in him. Like I, he may not have had a, the greatest off season, but he is a strong kid, and he seems like he can just really hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called him a kid because I am a senior in college. And I'm older than him, so boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. Um, so uh, now ninth, hitting ninth and playing shortstop. Zach Larry wants your shortstop hitting. Um, that's going to be Lane Forsyth. And, Ball just uh, comes off his bat different. Yeah, like really, really slowly and right to the other team's infielders. Mm-hmm. And, For a double um, play. Yeah. Clark and Richie um, at 8 and 9. What, what a combo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can't talk about Lane Forsyth without talking about two things. Uh, one time against Missouri, he had two errors in one play, and then – Another time, he went an entire College World Series without making an error, along with his entire team. Um, so, you know, you really get a Jekyll and Hyde situation with Lane Forsyth. And um, I, I think you're getting a lot more Jekyll than Hyde this year, whatever that means. I like it. I like the use of something you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't know which which I don't know if Jekyll or Hyde was the bad guy, but I think you're going to get a lot more of like the the, the good, the the he got a hit off of Landon. He got an RBI off of Landon in spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't get a hit off of Kumar Rocker, though. So um, he was the only guy in our lineup that didn't. Um, man. That's just because Kumar ran from the grind. <laughs> or it could be. I told, him to go, I told him to go nine, and he didn't. So. Um, just kind of a can question. We talk, I don't think we. We don't talk about this enough, but Landon literally blew the no hitter in Omaha. Please stop. <laughs> Are you sure we're we'll Gene's so page? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Um, right, real quick, we're gonna um, uh, preview the Long Beach State series. I know. Oh wait, I don't know. Wait, wait. Let's talk about defense for a second. Our defense, defense is okay, good. Okay. That is it. Yeah, okay. Next. Yeah, we're not gonna come in a single error the whole year. No and, errors. Um, Cameron James, no golden glove. Yeah, I know we um, <laughs> we uh, had a complete College World Series with no errors, and we we're the first team to ever do that. Um, so now we're going to be the first team to ever go an entire season with no errors, and um, just you know, yeah. Another stat from last year that I, I forget about all the time is that we set the division one baseball record for strikeouts in a single season Yeah. in the same season that Ole Miss set the single season D one baseball record for strikeouts in a season. Um, so like <laughs> we let them, we let them hold it, hold that crown for us for like two weeks. And then we started playing more games than they did that they ever have. And, um, <laughs> and we broke the record. So, There's no reason like, for that. Was... Hey, we also like canceled like three midweeks. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like, yeah. we didn't get to play Mississippi Valley State. <laughs> That's yeah, literally that 27 been... strikeouts. <laughs> <laughs> that was a 27 strikeout perfect game waiting to happen. Combined 27 from, pitchers. 
from Xavier Lovett. <laughs> okay, um, Hunter, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know too much about Long Beach State, but I don't think anybody in the country does. Um, so tell me a little bit about their pitching staff. and, uh, and then Yeah, we'll so Long Beach State, they're the Dirtbags. Uh, cool name. Um, it's a top 25 matchup. Uh, they're a West Coast small school, so they have a great pitching staff. Uh, almost all righties. I think the same. The thing with uh, like California teams is is it low and away fastballs? Like they just do that a lot. I think that's what like it they is. Just, they, that's what they throw. Yeah, that's just the style. Hmm. I didn't it, know that. Yeah, I, I heard that last year when I became an expert on baseball. It may be <laughs> up and in. I don't know. It seems like it's down and away. But yeah, yeah. down and away seems a lot more like sleaze baggish so um <laughs> yeah so down and away fastballs um all their starters are good uh they're almost all righties like the entire pitching staff and then yeah. their closer uh Devro harrison um okay in, in a quote um he is a bad dude um okay. had like yeah that's always dude, what you want to hear about about your guys dude's supposed to be fantastic so um yeah, probably look well, like you Cy Young against us. Oh wait, that's not how this works. Forgot how the joke works. I need someone that sucks. Oh, okay. Oh, uh, onto their offense. Speaking of that, um, it's not great, but um, I'm I'm sure they'll look like the what's the good offensive baseball team? The MLB always uses mm, the 2021 Atlanta Braves. The 2018 New York Yankees. There you go. Okay, yeah, their offense isn't good. Um, Case seems to be like, yeah, they only need like four runs to win a game, and that's mm-hmm. probably all they'll get, all they're gonna get so. all weekend. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I think it will probably be a tough series. Um, it's always weird when teams from out west come in, or we yeah. go to them. So, yeah, and um, so. I really think this series is going to be really fun. I'm not going to be there for it. I know they're going to be all early games, and it's probably going to be really cold. Um, but I'm not going to be there for them. But I will be at a lot of baseball games this year. I'm really excited for it. Um, so, that being said, I need your prediction for what the series is going to look like this weekend. Give me, uh, like, wins and losses, and then give me one player you're excited to watch. Okay, cool. Um Give me us winning Friday and Sunday. Okay. And losing Saturday. Alright. And then player I'm excited to see. Um probably RJ Yeager, honestly. Okay. I like it. I'm gonna see, go... how, see how our middle infield defense is and see a little pop off the bat of our second baseman. Yeah, for the first time in a while, for sure. Uh <laughs> it's in, in like two years. And um so I think I'm going to go us in a sweep. I think it's going to be a kind of a resounding opening weekend for us um, against the top 25 team. We'll just really solidify that, like, we're not underdogs. Like, we're here, and um, obviously we're not underdogs. We're defending national champions. So, um, yeah, I think we're going to sweep, and I know this is going to be kind of a chalk answer, but I'm going to go Landon Sims just because I, I'm ready to see how he looks starting a game. Um, it may it may be a failed experiment, and part of me is kind of hoping that it will be because I just love that role that he has uh, as a closer. But I mean, I'm not going to argue with the best pitcher in America being our Friday night starter. So yeah, for sure. 
So um, now I think that's all everything for this weekend and everything for our preview. The only thing we have left is our favorite segment of the day, favorite segment of, of every episode. And it's going to be even better this time because you guys really, really showed out a few of you in particular. And we'll give you shout outs uh, as as uh, hold your applause till the end. Yeah, please. Uh, thank you, Frederick and Courtney, for the multiple questions. Um, and uh, do you want to yeah, read through? Let's these? get into. Them. Um, we can kind of alternate if you want. Okay, to. you go first. Okay, let's go. All right, first one is from Nathan Taylor. Will Cam James play more innings at third base or center field this year? Uh, we can we can rapid fire these if you want to. Uh, third base. Third base. Okay. Nathan Taylor also said, Duty Noble Field is the coldest place on campus this time of year. How will you be prepared for Friday? False. I think there's a freezer in the cow building. Um, I have frozen in Duty Noble Field uh, a time or two, so my way of being prepared is not going. Um, <laughs> Courtney Purvis uh, said, life updates. So, Hunter, what are you up to right uh, now? I'm in Laurel. Mm-hmm. Doing yeah. what? working working okay i'm in starkville schooling um and uh, oh yeah i forgot i'm graduated yeah <laughs> that's yeah. silly that's, that's you funny. did the thing i did the graduation and then uh courtney purpose also said specific series that you're looking forward to um uh, college long world beach series state. yeah long beach state maybe mm, um maybe you know, almost the almost four game series um is gonna be really fun i think by yeah, the way, we didn't that, alternate maybe these. Like, I'm just uh, monopolizing. North Alabama, maybe? That would be mm-hmm. a pretty good one. Yeah. All right, so Courtney's last question is, what are the best hot dog toppings? Pickles, mustard. Is that actually yours? Yeah. Okay, that's mine too. And, and um, like ketchup anything... because I'm not a hater. Wait, what? And ketchup because I'm not a hater. Okay, I'm going to go just anything but ketchup. Like oh. I've eaten sauerkraut on a hot dog and... Uh, didn't hate it so i eat most things on hot dog and i don't hate it yeah the next uh 20 questions are from frederick we're gonna we're really rapid fire these all right who do y'all think the starters for saturday and sunday i think i think casey hunt and like cade smith yeah i like that all right who's the biggest addition to the team um the ribbon video board (laughs) yep I think the national championship. Um, <laughs> R.J. Yeager. On, honestly, R.J. <laughs> Yeager. Yeah. Will Landon Sims win SEC Pitcher of the Year? Probably. Um, Kevin Copps is back. If he doesn't do it as a uh, – if, he, if he's just not very good as a starter, I don't think we're going to have a problem at all moving him back to closer. So mm-hmm. I think he would win it there if, if he made the, the move back. But if he stays at starter, that means he's doing really well and – He's probably going to win it there, too. All right. Uh, Frederick uh, says, what are the chances Landon Sims or Logan Tanner win the Golden Spikes Award? I think Logan Tanner has a higher chance. I do, too. I, I, I'm really thinking that he might do it. Yeah, um, he has to be up there. Maybe the second Mississippi State player ever to do it. So, um, What are y'all's most anticipated series of the year other than Ole Miss? Uh, LSU series for me. I took off work for it. There you go. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go... Tennessee to close out the year. Okay. Um, back to back question mark. Probably not. Um, hopefully, right? Yeah. 
what if you just said no i hope not i gotta keep it interesting all right um next to the last question here from frederick what is the best ballpark food item um two dollar hot, hot dogs. dogs yeah yeah two dollars pretty nice dog. the, the hamburger is pretty good okay. too if you're feeling like spending five dollars or is it four dollars yeah. something like that yeah. all right and the last one bubble gum or sunflower seeds 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 all right brooks taylor landon sims is a starter thoughts i, I like it's gonna be awesome yeah and then uh shenanigans um will megan be off the crutches for the wedding finally not a cross-country question uh probably not probably not um probably be but maybe have a scooter Mm, that'd be fun we're so good at podcasts yeah so that was our first episode what what do you know what our time is right now um well over an hour 48 50 really wow. yeah we kind of so like not that i could bad. have sworn this was an hour yeah um, this felt like two hours yeah this wow. is this is a this is a little bit of an adjustment but maybe it'll sound good yeah i, I hearing your voice it sounds good just if it saves mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah we'll it's probably see. gonna sound like i'm talking through a toaster underwater <laughs> i hope it does which as we all know toasters underwater not really good so that was a, um, that was a good that was a good joke that's my that's my advice for the day. Don't toaster in water. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so that is actually going to be it for our first episode of season four here at Going for Two with Jack Taylor. Like we said at the beginning, this is going to be an adjustment for us. It's going to be an adjustment for y'all. Um, but please bear with us and let us know anything that we could do better, any, any tips that you have for uh, maybe remote podcasting, if you have any. Um, if you know that much about podcasting, you probably wouldn't be listening to ours anyway. Um, any guests that want to come on? Any um, guests? I guess since on. we have this technology now, that's easy. Yeah, so. yeah. So uh, expect to see a few guests uh, this this. We're gonna work season. on some I, stuff. Yeah, we've got some stuff in the works with absolutely nothing in the works. Um, so really looking forward to it. Like I said at the beginning, though. Um, I do need some suggestions for what I can do to start off a podcast in a unique way every single time. I think we should uh, just play Akinator. <laughs> Ooh, we did talk about that. Yeah, um, that, that's definitely an option. But if you'll have any other ideas, please let us know. Uh, but until then, that's going to be it for Going for Two with Jack Taylor. We're looking forward to a great first weekend of baseball and uh, really, really looking forward to talking to you guys again next time. Thanks. Man, that was fun. Dude, that was good. We're so back. We're back. You didn't say it with me, so. Turns out my AirPods died an hour ago, and I've just been listening to you on my laptop.